Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You find it weird, Marco, that I stand up and do the show sometimes? Have you seen me do this? I always found it I've seen it. What do you think? You've seen me do it or you've seen others? I've seen others for sure, but I've seen you do it every once in a while. It's rare, but you do it every once in a while. I feel like, is your back giving you problems? No, I'm about to fall asleep. That's a problem. Not literally, not yet anyway, but like (laughs) I feel, dude, I've never, I used to look at people, you know Pete McCarthy who does some of the updates? Yeah, of course. So I worked with him, you know, we were back in the minors. When we were in the minors at WOR, I worked with him for years and he used to stand and do the show and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You know, I'm old school. Like, I worked with Mike and the dog. I worked on the fan. I'm like, nobody stands and does a talk show. And he used to do it. And I was like, all right, whatever. That's odd. Then I've seen Keith do it quite often. And Carton does it occasionally. I'll notice if I happen to catch him on at SMI, whatever. He's standing and do it. I'm like, "What, what is going on here? And then I realized that I can't be sitting for five hours and and feel good about my like I, I need to get up. I was gonna say part of it's get the juices flowing, but I would like I said the back. After a while, yeah, you sit too right long, now. your back starts to go. Where you have to start standing up and just just kind of moving around a little bit. Right. That's I don't know if issue. you've got back issues, but you know I do. If you sit around too long, I, that's a problem for not, me. Not not necessarily back issues, but yeah, sometimes it's just like you said, you get to you know loosen it up a little bit. I think for me, it's more about like wake up, kind of. I, but I still feel weird. Like, I shouldn't be doing a talk show standing. I've never – you know how many hours I worked behind the scenes here on the other side of the glass and have done – you know how many people I produced for or ran the board for? Not one. Uh, it's going to be – I told you, 20-year anniversary is coming up in January since I started as an intern. I never once saw anybody really? ever stand – yeah, Beningo, Roberts – Summers, Jody Mack, Mike, Chris, I'm like you name it. I've never seen huh. not an update person, not a fill-in, a sports on wax, and Liguri. I mean, I could go all I run the gamut of how many shows that I've actually produced, names that people forget about. Um, what was the uh Roberto Clemente Jr. and Tanya Cologne did a show? I forget the name of it. The Latin wow. Beat, I think it was called. You got Tony Page. Nobody. I've never seen anybody stand up. Ever. And that was like a thing. Pete was the first one that I saw, and I was like, oh, this is a minor league. So up to updates here. Tony, Tony's the only one I ever saw that actually had his arms folded the whole show. That's yeah. the, he's the only person I've ever seen that. But he would still sit for the oh, four yeah. or he five sat hours. With his arms folded. JJ ever stand? No. You know that that dude is loud. Oh, yeah. I, you, I was like, you can hear JJ from down the street. I was trying to turn him down today at SNY on my, on my headset, and I realized that it wasn't in my ear. It was across from me. Oh, he's yeah. just yelling. Yeah. No, JJ's loud, man. Like, he's just normally loud. You catch him on the street, and everybody's looking at you like, dude, why is this guy yelling at you? Like, no, that's just the way (laughs) he is. That's just the way he is, exactly. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen people do it before, and now maybe I'm starting to understand it. You're standing also right now. Well, that's because you caught me as I was already walking out the door, so I came back, and I didn't want to sit down again. Plus, now I feel like I'm supposed to stand. Right, but now we're both standing. Should we take a selfie? That's that's a little awkward. Well, can I say this, though, and a little off the the topic? Mm -hmm. now? Because now that you're standing, I can see it. Right. That's a hell of a sweatshirt. Oh, my Brett the Hitman Hart sweatshirt? That's a hell of a sweatshirt right there. That's tremendous. It took a little live selfie. I've seen the Macho that. Man one, which was always my personal favorite. But that that really works with the pink and oh, the black there. there. Yeah, yeah, you like that? Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm even impressed. a big I'm not even a big Bret Hart fan. So wait, you we went over this before. You were a wrestling fan in the eighties as well? Correct. Into the eighties, into the uh, early nineties, and then I just kind of stopped watching. Yeah, uh how do you say it? Homage? Homage? H O M A G E. Homage? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you how to say it. I don't know. Homage, homage. I think it's, you know, the, Emmanuel, you know what I'm talking about? The website that has these shirts? 
I think it's homage. Right, that's what I, I, I think know. so too. The oh, H the is actual, silent. I, yeah, no, I have no idea. The website so, could be a different pronunciation, though. Well, I mean, uh, H. How do you say the word H O M A G E in normal right? conversation? H-O. Homage. Homage. Pay homage to whatever. Pay yeah. homage. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's, check out the site because they have so much cool stuff, and I'll tell you, it's um, very comfy. I find the sweatshirt very comfy. And like I said, I'm not even the biggest Brett the Hitman Hart fan, but the colors pop to me. They do. The, cool sweatshirt. I mean, you got the hoodie. You got the you got you got the pockets. Those are always those are always clutch. Yeah, the, of course. Yeah, yeah. Clutch. I'm wearing my you know, black sweatpants today. I'm so yeah, I could see myself wearing that around the house. Yeah. That, that, that's what about to work like I do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, really I leave the house without the flannel. It's kind of like my whoobie. Carton got on me it. once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I never laughs> speaking of outfits, yeah. When is the last time you ever wore something different? Well, sometimes I see the Godfather uh, shirts. You well, wear the t-shirts t-shirt are constantly different. The, the, but your t-shirt and flannel. Yeah. When was the last time I wore something different? I don't know, 93? T-shirt and flannel. You like summers. He wears black jeans, black sneakers, black shirt. T-shirt in the summer, sweater in the in the winter. Yes, although can we just distinguish these are different clothes? Right, so yeah. you think he's wearing the same outfit? He's I like Superman. Yeah, he's wearing... He must have a closet that's just filled of straight black yeah. shirt mm-hmm. and pants. Yes. Mm-hmm. Steve, that one has a hole in it. Oh, it doesn't? Okay. <laughs> and then we'd see it again the next night, two nights later. Oh, you get a whole, oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> you didn't realize. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I miss him. But so yeah, he's, he's like Superman wearing the same thing. You don't wear literally the same clothes. You just wear the same concoction. Basically, yes. T-shirt, yeah. flannel. If you're not paying Yankee attention, hat. you would not realize that I wear different clothes every day because they look exactly the same. You know, and sometimes I feel like, oh, God. Like, I, I try to rotate, and obviously you wash the stuff. But, like, I can't wear... Like, I wouldn't really know the difference, right, of your shirt. Although, I guess the T-shirt, if I'm looking at it, what do we got on here today? Uh, oh, is that uh, from Office Space? Yep. Yeah, okay. So, an Office Space T-shirt. So, okay, maybe I noticed that, like, you noticed the Bret Hart. You will notice again when I wear this. Like, if I were wearing a nondescript, like, Emmanuel, what the hell are you wearing today? What, what does he get on? <laughs> what is that? Was some uh, holiday sweater? It's an ugly Christmas sweater for the holiday party. Oh, the holiday company. party was today. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. How about that? Oh. Uh, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be talked about on the air, and I did not attend it, so I will leave it alone. Did you have a good time, Emmanuel? Yeah, it was a nice time. Saw yeah. some familiar faces. Was everybody wearing the ugly sweaters? or Some people played into it, but oh. a majority didn't. Yeah, that's a cool thing, the ugly sweaters. Right. I always remember too late, and then it's like, oh, crap, i got to order this with expedited shipping. There's no way it's going to get you in time. I'll get them next year. <laughs> uh, but my point is, like, I w- if you wear something that sticks out, like a Brett the Hitman Hart sweatshirt, you got to now give it extra space because if I, whenever I wear it again, even if I wear it every other week, which by the way, I mean, you're paying 60 bucks, whatever it is for the shirt, you're going to wear it. I mean, how often should I be wearing this thing? Uh, uh, Sal, I'm with you because I have to go through the rotation. That's why I have a lot of the different right. t-shirts, a lot of Pulp Fiction, Office Space, Godfather, you know, my Godfather, right now, yeah. Goodfellas, like you, you go right. through them. Yeah. People do notice. But and then after still, well, they you, come back. Well, I, mean, I was going to say my, you know, I walk around with a big kahuna burger shirt on. Right. After about a week or two, whatever it is, even if it's three weeks, you remember that I had the big kahuna shirt. So I get Correct. it. Correct. So then it's like, oh, but. Yeah. But, Here's the thing that I go with. I just don't care. But, well, it's, I got to get that, to that, that level. That's, that's where you got to be at. What do you think is a fair rotation for a shirt or a sweatshirt? Like, what are we looking at? Uh, to me, a week is fine. So if I so I can wear this next week? You wear it. You wash it. It's the you next week. Again. Again. Yeah, I don't see any difference. What's you, the difference? I like that. You wear it, you wash it, you wear it again. That's how it should be. Emmanuel, you have a uh, time frame on what's acceptable? A shirt is different. You got to wash it. It's very strict with shirts. A sweatshirt, I think you could wear once every other day. Well, I can't wear the same thing again like Friday, could I? I think sweatshirts very flexible. Now, I, I overuse sweatshirts. That's my mindset on it. Fair enough. But I, I'll tell you this. If I were going to the gym tomorrow morning, I'm not sure if I'm going to do that. I Because I've been getting this routine now. I'll wake up, brush my teeth, and I'll go to the gym in what I was wearing like now. So tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. throw this on. Because why get a whole new outfit and a new sweatshirt when all I did was wear this to work, go to the gym, use this, then go home, then wash it all and throw it back in the rotation. Do you work week. out in that? Potentially. Last night I worked out. I forget what I wore, but today I worked. Or what, what is today? Thursday. Wednesday morning I worked out in what I wore Tuesday night. Okay. What did I have on yesterday? Anybody remember? Yeah, dude. I don't <laughs> it was some sweatshirt, some hoodie. I forget what the hell I was wearing. Whatever it was, I wore it to the gym. Oh, I had an M&M sweatshirt on yesterday. 
I remember because I wore okay. it again today. But my point is, like, if I'm wearing it tonight, I could wear it again tomorrow to the gym, right? Sure. I just didn't. I'm surprised that you would work out in it. Why? Oh, because like a nicer shirt. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not, don't you have like ratty clothes to work out in? Yeah, sometimes I throw that in. But I'm thinking, all right, this is dirty anyway. Like I wore it today; it will not be used again. Yeah, might as well sneak in one more. Yeah, there's a difference between it's dirty and I can wear it for whatever running an errand in the morning and sweating up a storm in it. Well, now you're getting into a whole nother thing. I'm not going to the gym and you know doing the elliptical trainer, sweating my rear end off. Well, I don't know what you're doing. I'm I lifting. Mean, you're actually in shape. See, I'm, I'm a li- fat yeah, ass. I no, don't know what the hell you're doing. I'm in lifting. The gym. I don't really. Uh, Believe it or not, I, I've never really – summertime may be a different story. I don't really sweat now because I'm not doing cardio. I'm lifting weights. So minimal so I'm, sweat. I'm sweating yeah. in 40 degrees standing still. <laughs> so, again, you, you, anyway. th- th- that's I'm unaware of what that's like. I don't know what that means. All right. But anyway, so you like the sweatshirt? I do like the sweatshirt. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, yeah, I mean, the rotation with the shirts. And then I have the suits thing on SNY. It's that, That's a whole... That's a different story. Well, how many suits am I supposed to have? They're freaking expensive. <laughs> now, now you're out of my league. I got one suit. Yeah, Black right. for every occasion. Before I started working there, I came from here. I had zero suits. <laughs> First suit I ever bought was off of uh, Chris Russo's check that I got for babysitting his son or his kids. Took him to an amusement park. He paid me like I think seven fifty or whatever it was for the day. I bought a suit because I had to go to a wedding in a couple of weeks. First suit I ever had. Hey, again, one suit right now. You put me on TV, I'll have to buy a couple others. Yeah. Luckily, nobody's putting this ugly mug on TV, so we're good. For we're now. Good. You never know. Good. I think I have like seven that I rotate. But again, you got to have, and then the shirts, the dress shirts. Oh, my God, it doesn't end. Meanwhile, I don't even have time to look through my closets. Like, is that shirt clean? Let's go. I got to get the hell out of here. And that's how it should be. Right. And don't care. All right. Well, thank you, Marco. I appreciate all I the try. input. <laughs> 877-337-6666. Vincent is calling from Hampton, Connecticut. What's up, Vincent? What's going on, Sal? I lost my train of thought, Sal. Just listening to you for two hours, yapping about suits, and what, yeah. what are we listening to, Sal? It was like 10 minutes, by the way. 10 minutes? Yeah. My God, I'm driving from Foxwoods Casino. I'm almost home. <laughs> it was about 20 minutes, Sal. You guys are chirping. No, Listen, 10, 10 minutes I'm, about the I'm, shirt. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Zach Wilson. Yeah, we've been talking about I, that for, what, two hours, so I, why not I, add I, to it? Yeah. You know what? The first thing that I've actually heard you say that made sense was obviously there's something wrong with him and it's probably mental like you were saying something is definitely not right I think to me it's inexperience I think he's just too young for New York and I guess maybe he's just I don't know maybe got the jitters you always see him out there he can't make simple passes he's got a lot of talent a lot of arm strength, you can escape, but something is definitely not right with him. Well, I mean, I don't think something's not right with him. I just think they're, you know, he's immature, he's been arrogant, he's got to learn. He's got to take accountability, he's got to understand why he got benched and why he's been standing there not dressed on the sideline for three weeks. These are things that, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't, I, I don't meet with him, I don't talk to him, so I can't tell you firsthand where he's at mentally, but watching some of the stuff that he's said and hearing some of it and seeing how the teammates don't like him, there's clearly an issue there that I do not believe can be rectified in just three weeks. Now, he's not going to start. He's going to be the backup, but we'll see. I mean, if he does get an opportunity to go in there, how he does and how his teammates respond as well. How old is he, Sal? What is he, 23, 24? I don't know. Emmanuel, can you look that up real quick with Zach Wilson? Is he like... It's it's the immaturity level that you're talking about. Yeah. Immature, 23. 23. Okay. Then you mentioned before, if he's a bust, you're going to blame it on Joe Douglas. What was Joe Douglas supposed to do with that pick, Sal? Well, who you who do you blame it on if not the GM who, who picked him? I I understand. I'm saying, but you're saying, oh, blame it on Joe. Okay, so you're going to. Oh, I didn't Joe say. Douglas. I didn't say blame. I said Joe Douglas deserves blame if Zach Wilson's a bust. He picked him. What do you mean? Is he, is he going to get credit for the defensive guys that he did pick? Yeah, is I mean, of, of, okay. of course. What are you? I mean, are you are you not with it? Of course. Why, why would he not? Why would he not? Who said he wouldn't? I know, but but by you saying that, it's like I don't know. I just don't. Vincent, I, Vincent, what no what what don't you get? Well, who picked him? Who picked Zach Wilson Joe number two? But who? What choice did he have but to take? Every him? other pick in the draft except for Trevor Lawrence. What do you mean, more choice? Trevor Lawrence? What are you talking about? Trevor Lawrence was gone. That's what I just said. Every other pick except for Trevor Lawrence. 
Okay, so who would you, you said? Quote. You said. Let me just refresh. You said. Quote. What are the choice that he had? I said. Quote. Every other pick in the draft except for Trevor Lawrence. That's what other choice he okay. had. Very good. Sal. be broad with that one. Be broad with that one. What would you have done personally with that pick? Who would you have taken? It doesn't matter. I'm not the general manager. What, what do you I, mean? I get it, Sal. But you, you know, you know the sports. If if we didn't take, but what I said, Vincent, take- I'm not blaming him for making the pick. What I said was, if he's a bust, the guy who picked him takes a hit on that. Guess what the difference is between me and Joe Douglas? Joe Douglas yeah. sat one of the many. Joe Douglas sat there and met with him. I don't get what you're talking about. Not to mention that, and I hung up on him. Don't ever tell me what I should be talking about on my show. I can talk about what I want for five minutes if I want to go off and talk about sweatshirts and whatever. That's number one. Number two, if you don't comprehend that the general manager who picked a quarterback should deserve the blame for picking a quarterback if he's a bust, I don't know what to tell you. It's hopeless. Number three, the big difference between me, you, anybody else, Johnny down the block, Susie over there, the difference is Joe Douglas and his staff met with Zach Wilson. I could look at the tape. He could look at the tape. We could watch him play at BYU. You could see his athleticism. You could see his skill set. You could see the highlights. We don't have the advantage to sit with him and see if he's immature, to see if he is arrogant. That's what Joe Douglas and his staff had the ability to do. So if I sit here and say, yeah, I would have taken Zach Wilson, which, by the way, I don't even remember what I would have done at the time. I didn't have a problem with the pick. Trust Joe Douglas. And you're right, he gets a ton of credit for the defensive guys. But he sat with Zach Wilson. He met with him. He didn't feel he was arrogant or immature or lacked the leadership to be an NFL quarterback. Otherwise, you wouldn't have taken him. By the way, you don't have to make a pick there. You could also trade down. They loved Zach Wilson. He got his guy. And I still believe in Zach Wilson, by the way. I'm worried about the mentality there, as we talked about. I don't know exactly what the issue is, but I'm worried about it. I I don't remember a mutiny like this in the locker room against a kid who's in his second year and hasn't even had one full season start to finish in the NFL. I don't understand how his teammates... It, it, it seems, at least, how they despise him and yet love Mike White. That tells me that Zach Wilson isn't putting in the work that he needs to put in. That tells me that Zach Wilson is carrying himself in a way where it's rubbing people the wrong way. And that is something I don't know that can be fixed. And it, I, I do know that it cannot be fixed in just three weeks. Gerard is calling from Jersey City. What's up, Gerard? Sal, hey, how are you? How are you, Gerard? Good. So, yeah, I I think I agree with everything you just said about Zach Wilson and the mentality with losing the team and the arrogance. And I don't think it's uh, retrievable at all. I I agree. I believe in Zach Wilson with the talent, but – you know, and I agree moving him up to number two at this point. Hopefully, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Must win. But after, I mean, how much, uh, how much time do we give this? Because we have a talented squad. We could do Well, give, give what? What are we talking about here? So, uh, give time for Zach Wilson. How, well, they, they're, not, they're, they're, they're not giving him any time right now. This is the Mike White Show. So that's what I mean. No, no, no. I'm saying after this season. Oh, okay. Well, don't don't you think it depends on how Mike White finishes up here and how the Jets finish up? True. Yeah. Yeah. At least a little, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And and, and listen, I'm a realist. I, I, I like Mike White. I love the Mike White show. These past two games, you know, it, it, it was tough. Some of those hits in Buffalo, they took a beating. They were brutal, brutal, brutal. 
Uh, Look, you like Mike White's toughness. I'm not sure if he's the guy. He's th- well, uh, me, me not- neither. And I don't think that they are either. But how would we know that, Gerard, to your point? right? Are we going to know definitively over the course of the next four weeks? I'm not so sure. We have to wait and see. We'll know this. If you see him... Play really well. The Jets' offense moves the football. They go three and uh, three and one or four and zero. Oh. They make the playoffs. They win a playoff game. You're going to know that. Hey, you know what? This is the guy here to lead this team. If not, right. there's going to be the eh, I don't know. And we still don't know really much at all about Zach Wilson yet. I mean, we haven't really seen him, so I, I don't know how you can. You know, Jeff fans That's- were kicking Wilson to the curb after that second bad New England game, and all he had was two bad games. That's it. I know, I know, but it, they looked so bad. It, it didn't look good. The offense did not move. Agreed. I mean, at least Mike White, they were moving. I mean, I lo- I loved I loved that Chicago game. Watching receivers catch passes, it's an amazing thing. We have talent. There's talent there on the outside. Agree. Mix in the run game. Well, Garrett, you know, Wilson, and, Garrett Wilson's an absolute stud. I mean, I don't know how you could watch Garrett Wilson play and not see right away he is a legitimate number one. By the way, Joe Douglas, credit, credit. Garrett Wilson is tremendous. So they've done a nice job with agreed. that. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, agreed. I'm, I'm not mad at Joe Douglas at all. I, I mean, I think he made a lot of right moves. You know, the... Uh, uh, left guard from USC, right? But uh, but ultimately, you know, all, all move, Vera Tucker, moves, yeah. U- yeah. Ultimate, yeah. ultimately, a general manager. And look, I know that he's done a lot more good than bad. Even if Zach Wilson is a bust, and thank you for the call, Gerard. Ultimately, the GM, the head coach, they're ultimately tied to the quarterback. Now, if Mike White has success and he can be the franchise quarterback for the Jets. Then it won't matter if Wilson's a bust. But if Wilson's a bust and they don't have anybody else, that's where you look at Joe Douglas and say, dude, you got to get the quarterback right. And he'll get another chance because he's done so much stuff well outside of that, but that's the most important part. You got to hit on the quarterback. Ray is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Ray? Hey, Sal. Good morning, man. How are you, brother? Good morning, Ray. How are you this morning? I'm good, Sal. I'm always good because I listen to you. I get up early in the morning to go to work as a mailman. And, you know, I listen to your show every night. I fall asleep to it because um, eventually I have to get to sleep. It's great content. But um, and I always tell you, uh, you know, that you and Moose are my favorites. I want to preface by saying that because the road is going to change a little bit. <laughs> on conversation, so. That's all right. Um, we can disagree, especially if you like yeah, me. I'm going to respectfully, you know, respectfully, not like some of these other callers. I would never get into a shouting match with you. I have too much respect. So, but here's the thing I have to politely say is that sometimes, and during the baseball season as well, like as I was like too tired to call in or wait because I had to get up in the morning, I was itching to call you because it comes up a little bit hypocritical when you, you know, you say the Yankees don't have any excuse for losing, even though we had, you know, their all-star team out in LeMayu, Benintendi, Michael King, Chad Green, and, you know, uh, Carpenter. And, and sometimes you would say, hey, not to make any excuses, but the Mets have uh, Marte out. Marte's a No, I didn't. Team. No, I, I did not say that, Ray. As a matter so of fact. I know, I know, but I'm just, I got to stop you there because that's incorrect. I never made excuses. The Mets fans would say, well, Marte, and I'd say, yeah, well, maybe it did hurt them in September a little bit, but it's no excuse. Matter of fact, I said, if the Yankees are, if I'm saying the Yankees can't make excuses for their injuries, I certainly can't blame Marte being out for the Mets' failures. And I also don't believe that Marte was the problem. I think that the Mets' pitching was the problem. But anyway, go ahead. Right, no, because, I mean, you know, he, he's a pretty good, you know, player, but, I mean, he's not on the level of some of the guys we're missing. But anyway, so what prompted me today, it was coupled with the fact that I'm a Giants fan, so I like Daniel Jones. I mean, I think, you know, he's got a lot of talent. He, he doesn't have anything to work with, and you were getting on him about his uh, record on prime time, and you asked the question specifically, is it too much to ask to be, um, you know, um, to win one game backup, in prime time, backup, backup quarterback. So, and, and so I just wanted to tell you, you know, he's he's definitely a better player than than Zach Wilson. I know Zach Wilson is only his second year, but 
all I hear is Jets fans, and sometimes you say, hey, you know, the coaching staff or, you know, the Jets organization, they're famous for doing this with their quarterbacks. They don't, you know, they, they, they don't develop well. But if you're – the same thing you say about Danny Jones. If you're that talented, you got to get it done. And, and, and lastly, I just want to say – But I, but you're losing me there. I'll let you get to your last point in a second. I still don't understand uh, what the – comp is there I mean to me it is not even close to being fair to compare Daniel Jones to Zach Wilson Daniel Jones is in year four Zach Wilson is in year two how how could you compare the two Daniel Jones should be better and by the way I feel like Daniel Jones is maxed out where Zach Wilson's ceiling to me still even at this point is much higher no, and that's fair but it's not a direct comp but I mean you know to be fair Daniel Jones and you, I know you don't like hearing this. He he has nothing around him. I know I understand the concept of elevating your teammates, but golly, if you're working with like guys off the practice squad, like mm-hmm. you know, it's hard. It's hard to say. Yeah, but that's um, not you. You know, as you said, I don't like hearing that because I don't think it's a right excuse. Now, if you want me to tell you right now, flat out, you don't need me to tell you this, but I'll say it anyway. Daniel Jones, right now, there's no question that he's a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. If I had a game to win right now, I'm going with Daniel Jones. But that doesn't mean anything. It means that you have a guy in year four of his career versus a guy at year two who is, you know, Zach Wilson hasn't done anything. At least Daniel Jones has shown the ability to be a solid leader. And look, he could run the football and he's made some plays to a point where the Giants have had some success this year. Yeah, I mean, I would just love to see him have the opportunity that uh, that uh, Tua got by getting, you know, uh, Tyree Kill, that Josh Allen got by getting Diggs. Like, I would love to see what he can do with somebody legit, man. And I guess lastly, because it, uh, Sal, when these guys get these 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 players, it automatically changes them. They they go to another. It's like a baseball player taking steroids. It's like unfair to compare them and their development to somebody like Daniel Jones. I just need to see you know them bring somebody in so I can know what I have. And then the last thing is about the backup quarterback. It's interesting you brought that up. I'm gonna take a little dig now because the Jets are seven and five. We have the same record. But, uh, you know, but the narrative is they're so much better than the Giants. I agree about more talent, but if you guys were 4-0 against second and third string quarterbacks this year, where would you be? Well, but two things, Ray. Do you realize I'm not a Jets fan? Oh, I don't know, but you sound like a well, fan of Zach Wilson. Well, you're, well yeah, I like Zach well, you Wilson. But I, well, you're saying oh, you, you're you said you guys, yeah. so I'm confused with that. Well, what do you mean? No, no, no. You're in Atlanta, fan. I know that's from listening to you all the right, time. Right, right. So I don't – it's not – to me, it's not a Giants versus Jets thing. And I'm not making excuses for the Giants or for the Jets. All I said was, you know, was a, a caller, a Giants fan made the excuse, oh, well, Daniel Jones is 0-9 in prime time because they've played tough opponents, which is not true. And then I referenced the Cowboys started a backup quarterback. The Giants were at home Monday Night Football, and they lost to a backup quarterback. Like, stop with the excuses for why Daniel Jones is 0-9 in primetime. He's 0-9 in primetime. That's it. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, no, that sucks. Yeah. That hurts me. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's not, I mean, look, Ray, honestly, it's just a thing. And thank you for the call, and thank you for the support. I appreciate it. It was just a thing. I'll admit I was tweaking Giant fans with that one. Now, it's fact. It is a fact. I read it and was surprised. But it's a fact. And then you have people making excuses. Oh, yeah, bought this and bought that. Typical Giants fans. I mean, come on. Where are the realistic Giant fans? We've heard from some of them. But a lot of you guys are all making excuses again for Daniel Jones. Like, just suck it up. He's 0-9 in, in primetime games. He didn't beat anybody. Well, they couldn't beat a backup quarterback. That's what I was saying. Not apologizing for wins against a backup quarterback. I don't look at what the Jets did and take away from them. Although, if you look at the Miami game, do you look at the Jets win over Miami the same way that you would if Tua were starting? The answer is no, you don't. Hey, they won the game, they bludgeoned the Dolphins, but it wasn't the same game if there were a starting quarterback in there. But I'm not going to look at the Jets and pick their roster or, or pick their schedule apart and say, oh, well, they only won this game because of a backup quarterback because I don't believe that to be true. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Sal Akata on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. 
Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the thing that people forget, Salicata, by the way, back on the fan. When guys like me, talk show hosts or whatever, analysts, oh, I, mean, I guess some analysts maybe have different access, but... We don't have access to go. I mean, I guess maybe some people interview draft picks, but we don't have that access that teams do. Same thing with head coaches. Oh, well, who would you hire? Who would you hire for general manager? That is such a difficult question. We hear some of the names. We can, certain guys, obviously, you know, if it's an experienced head coach or a general manager that was somewhere else, but we're not in the room interviewing these guys how could I know truly know if Joe Judge or Ben McAdoofus or Todd Bowles or Pat Shermer how could I know if I would hire them or not without actually interviewing them myself I know what questions I'd want to ask I know what I'd be looking for but I'm not sitting down in the room with them interviewing them for the job so it's those things are very difficult if not just completely meaningless, unless you feel strongly about something, you know, I used to always love Mike Smith, the former Atlanta Falcons head coach. Him, I know, because I followed him for a long time. Now, again, I I don't, and I actually did interview him uh, a couple years ago. But anyway, same thing with Zach Wilson or whoever else, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, who would you take? Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson? Well, based on what I know and what I see, you know, I'd go this guy. And at the time, I always thought Trevor Lawrence was overrated anyway. Oh, can't miss. Tank for Trevor. Yeah, how many times does that work out? This guy's giving me the next Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Sure. But it's impossible if you're not sitting with the kids and getting a feel for their mentality and where they're at. Hey, can you make your parlays pop this holiday season? By the way, perfect parlay coming up in about an hour from now. Can you make your parlays pop this holiday season? Win some money from Vegas with the weekly parlay bonus from Superbook Sports. If you place a three-team football parlay, Superbook will give you a $10 bonus voucher. It's your holiday bonus, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Rack up the wins and earn some holiday cash by betting parlays with Superbook. Download the Superbook New Jersey app and place your parlays today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's impossible to say who you would take, who you'd go with on our own. We only go based on what we know, and that's not all the information. That's why I look at Joe Douglas and say, well, he had all the information. And if he thought Zach Wilson was mature enough and mentally ready enough to handle being an NFL quarterback, now obviously not right at that time of the draft, but there are certain characteristics that you would look for that would either be a turnoff or turn on. And the word that we heard was the confidence. He's a little bit cocky. Well, those are good things if utilized the right way. I like that when I heard that about Zach Wilson. The problem is, instead of being confident, borderline cocky, he's been flat out arrogant, not only off the field, but on the field as well. Arrogant and maybe not as hardworking as he should be. And those are problems. Nick is calling from Mawa. What's up, Nick? Hey, Sal. Long-time listener, first-time caller. All that cliche cliche stuff. Um, so, just wanted to preface. I've uh, been watching the Jets for a long time. I'm 29. Uh, a lot of heartache. And uh, this year has been a nail-biter. So, I've been growing more weary and weary of Zach Wilson, you know, week to week. Did kind of like a deep dive today on him because a lot of my friends have been talking and, you know, we hear he's a rich kid. I didn't know how well off he was until I did my research today on Instagram. I followed his mom and everything. 
And um, I just I, I don't know what we saw in this kid that made us pick him. Um, it's a disappointment to me. I look, I remember when we lost to the Rams in week, I don't know, 14 or 15 of like 2019. And we lost the, the first pick in the draft. And I remember my brothers who were Giants fans, you know, watching the game with me. Kind of like smirking, laughing and stuff. And I was so pissed when we won that game because I knew that we would fall to the second pick and I knew yeah, how but, but great uh, of a prospect uh, Lawrence was. Yeah, but so and what? It, it doesn't get, right. No, but it didn't turn out to be right. It's still early on. You have no idea. The story on Zach, uh, Zach Wilson has not been written yet. Neither is the story on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, who's Trevor Lawrence's coach now? Zach Wilson has a decent coach. No, no, well. no, no, no. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know, do you know who Lawrence's coach is? Doug, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. Is an offensive guy from the Andy Reid coaching tree that has won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. That is the type of coach that you want to develop a young quarterback. The Jets do not have that with Robert Sala. I Sala. can't argue with that. Well, that well, that's kind of my point. So there is no guarantee. A that Lawrence is going to be better than Wilson at this point. B, that even if the Jets did get Trevor Lawrence, that he would be great here. I mean, everything changes. I hate, I hated it then, and I hate it now, rooting against now, your team. I feel like we're in quicksand, though. How do we fix the situation and get the most out of that? Well, that's, I don't know how. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that they know how yet. I think they're trying to figure that out. Nick. And oh, I'm sorry for cutting you off there. I, I thought that we were done there. They're in the process of figuring that out. And I don't think it would have gone to the drastic levels that it did if not for the team hating him. And to your point, Nick, doing that research and finding out about his background and how rich he is and all that, I guarantee you that that is a big problem in the locker room. I guarantee it. Zach Wilson has had everything handed to him in his life. Good-looking kid, rich kid, very talented, stud quarterback, number two pick in the draft overall. Everything's been handed to him. He's never in his life likely had to be humbled until he just got benched a few weeks ago. But somebody like that doesn't get it. It's not going to be snap of the fingers, oh, yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. It's not going to be... Snap of the fingers, and all of a sudden, oh, wow, Zach Wilson gets it now. He's matured. He's humbled. He's not arrogant or cocky. No, that upbringing, as a 23-year-old kid, you're going to have a rude awakening in the NFL with guys that had to work their rear end off to have half the opportunity that Zach Wilson was given on a silver platter. That's a problem. Where they see, and again, I don't know this, you're just using common sense. The teammates see the hard work, the dedication that Mike White put in. They look at Zach Wilson and say, you're a spoiled brat. You didn't work for anything. You may be talented, but you didn't work for anything. We don't respect that. Not to mention if he's not putting in the proper work with the team. But I, I think those are obvious assumptions to make based on what we've seen and what we've heard. And knowing the background that he comes from, that does not help. I guarantee it does not help. He needs to be humbled. He needs to be taught a lesson. And I, I can't imagine that he's learned that in three weeks. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? Uh, what's up, my man? How are you, Chris? Uh, I don't know. Those last comments just depressed me. Everything I wanted to talk about was Zach Wilson. Um Really quickly, I'm not gonna. We talk. Uh, we were talking about these Saturday Sunday games thing. I thought you were just talking about Christmas weekend. No, you tell me this weekend too. There's three games Saturday. Yeah, this is horrible. Colts kinda, and Vikings, Browns and Ravens, I believe, and then Dolphins and Bills. Yeah, that's the one you were talking about, Dolphins and Bills that night. You said you were doing. Uh, you and Moose are going to that show. 
I thought you were talking about Christmas Eve. Like this is, you know. No, that too. On. Christmas Eve, you got the full slate. They moved the whole slate I know. from Sunday and to Christmas Eve. That's what I was Eve. looking at. I said, that's, that's impossible. I came in. I am so busy Christmas Eve. I'm running around. My wife's cooking. I'm helping do wrapping gifts. But then I'm still running around the stores, picking up last minute stuff. It's impossible. I'm sitting home or even trying to place any wagers because I don't even really look at my phone, seeing what's going on with that because I'm too busy. I so refuse. I, just, I refuse to watch football Christmas Eve. Now, yeah, I can't do it. I, I, I want to. I mean, I obviously want to see the Giants game, and maybe that one is one of any that I'd have on, or at the very least DVR it and watch it maybe later that night. But come on, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? No, no thank you. I was talking to my wife last night. I said, you know there's uh, football on Christmas Eve. She looked at me with the, with the death scare, you know, stare, and I was like, so what else you want for Christmas? And, and by the way, left. it's going to be a problem next year too because it's going to be a full slate. Because yeah. next year, Christmas Eve will be Sunday now. As of, So it's going to be two years in a row, Christmas Eve is going to have a full slate of NFL games. Yeah. Well, that's in, what is it, Christmas Eve is what, Sunday and then Monday? No, this, this year it's Christmas Eve is Saturday, but the NFL yeah. moved the full slate to, yeah. to Saturday. Saturday. So I'm assuming next year it's going to be on a Sunday. I don't know about oh, the leap year stuff. It's all Sundays. Then. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, that's not good. All right, well. Yeah. Okay, that's bad. Is that it? We'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens on the 26th and 27th of my, of my life. But now I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stay away from this, though. I'm going I'm, I'm to be easy with the family here. There's certain, to... certain times you got to just spend with the family. I mean, and thank you for the call, Chris, as always. Those are those days. Now, I mean, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day for me, especially Christmas Eve, and that's got to be family stuff. And Christmas Day is with my wife's family, with the in-laws. So, I mean, that's a problem because I, I got to, I mean, I have to spend it with them. My wife would kill me. Try to keep an eye on the football, I guess, a little bit. But, man, I hate the idea of having that full slate. Anyway, to the caller before, we were saying, well, how would we fix or how should the Jets fix this problem with Zach Wilson? I don't think it's a good answer. They benched him. They tr- they know the issue. They know he needs to be humbled. They know he doesn't get it. Maybe right now not all up in the playbook and doesn't understand uh, doesn't understand it to the level that Mike White does. And it's not executing to the level that Mike White does. But they also know that he's got the potential to be a, a franchise quarterback. They're a franchise quarterback. So they benched him, humbled him, let him sit for three weeks. Long time, but again, I don't know if it's long enough. They feel comfortable now having him dressed to be the backup. But for now, it's still Mike White's team. I think this is something that has to be and will be addressed in the offseason. And before you get too nuts and trying to work it out right now, let the final four weeks play out. And it's really a win-win for the Jets. If Mike White goes on a tear and they go on a run in the postseason, he's your guy. If not, they get a chance to reevaluate, reset in the offseason, and figure out how to get the most out of Zach Wilson and give him an, a, a third and final opportunity. Or maybe not even the third and final opportunity, but just his last opportunity to make sure or to see if he could be the franchise quarterback. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Whatever it is you want to discuss on this Thursday morning, Sal Licata on the fan. Sal, kind of back on the van as I try to finish up my protein bar. And some water. Keep that energy going. Going on 5 a.m., the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. We'll do the, I was just looking over the perfect parlay scores. We'll do that coming up at 340 with Marco and Emmanuel. Fleegs has texted, texted in his picks. Right now, I believe... I am at 49 points total. Marco's at 13. Fleegs is at 6. Emmanuel's at 3. McKeon is at 0. And Jimmy in Jersey City, who called in and snuck in a parlay last week, I gave him the opportunity to participate. He said the Bills and the Eagles are going to blow their opponents out. The Bills would blow out the Jets last week. Eagles would blow out the Giants. He's... Uh, one and one, obviously, as the Eagles covered, the Bills did not. So, Jimmy, that's a loss. Dave is calling from Jersey. What's up, Dave? Hey, what's, what's going on, Sal? Thanks for keeping me company here. I'm a, I'm a trucker, so you know what I mean? Oh, thank you. Every, every night. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate you keeping me company. What's on your mind? 
Uh, okay, your two points. I have a Giants point and a and a Mets point here. Um, about Jones, you know what? Uh, like, you know what? Like you said, the ceiling is what it is with Jones. I mean, he's not gonna throw. Like I said, besides that first year throwing twenty two, I mean, he's not he's not Josh Allen. We're not gonna get forty touchdowns out of the guy. It is what it is. He's gonna have to be a bridge quarterback to the next guy, whoever whoever that may be. That being said, I mean, is there anything better out there? Jimmy G, no. Bates is going to stay with the Rams. Um, like, offer him maybe two, two, for, two for 45, maybe 50. I mean, because at the end of the day, you're going to have to either give him two years 50 franchise Barkley or the other way around. Give give Barkley the, the big deal and then franchise Joe. Now, why? Why do they have to do that? I wouldn't do either. Now the the reason the reason why I say that is because okay um I, I I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me I think somewhere I think we're clearing up cap space I think we're somewhere I think in the eighty to ninety no you, but, but forget the cap space right because I'm not a cap guru either I don't even care to pretend to know it I understand that that plays a big part in who you're signing how much you're given but just focus on the players themselves do you really want to pay Saquon Barkley to come back? You know what? Honestly, yeah, yes. Because okay. uh, well, Barkley, I well, don't. Barkley? I don't okay. because I, I feel like you could go get a running back for a lot cheaper in the draft later rounds. That's what I would do. Why pay Barkley, who's always hurt? Now, I love Barkley, face of the franchise. And look, he can't stay healthy, which is a big issue, or hasn't been able to stay healthy throughout the course of his Giants career. And I just devalue running backs in general, and I would not overpay for one. So I'm not franchising Saquon Barkley. I'd rather save money and go draft a running back in the third or fourth round and go with him or go with a a couple of guys. You get somebody for cheap in free agency. And with Daniel Jones, I'm tired of it. Now, maybe he's their best option. We sign him to a one-year deal on, on the cheap and draft somebody and, you know, have the transition being made, I- I'm not sure. Maybe they're going to tie themselves to him. Maybe Joe Shane and Brian Dable tie themselves to Daniel Jones. I would not at this point. No, no, I, I, I get it. I get your point. Now, uh, as, as it comes to Barkley, yes, you know what? Like, we need, we need like, a one-two punch at, at running back. As, as you notice, uh, some of the better teams, um, mm-hmm. like I said, with, like Dallas has Elliott and Pollard. Uh, yeah, but Elliot is Elliot's kind of useless at this point. Pollard's the stud there. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I agree with that. But I get what you're and saying. Like, In general, right? Most teams nowadays have multiple backs. Exactly. Exactly. Like the and Giants was, used to have with Thunder and Lightning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but with uh, Jake Jacob and the Bradshaw. Yep, I, I agree absolutely. Uh, to my to my Mets point. Um, yeah, I'm 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 loving that Steve Cohen is you know. Uh, opening up, you know, after all those years of of the Wilpon sitting there, you know, nickel and diming. And of course, you know, with with the Madoff, but that's a whole other subject. Um, I also believe that, you know what, um, we got to give these young guys a chance. Like, let let Beatty compete for that third base job with with Escobar. Um, of course, we're going to need still to fix up the bullpen. Maybe Cshek, uh, Latell. Somebody like that, um, and and for God's sake, please, 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 like get rid of McCann for something, and <laughs> let let um, what's 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 the kid? No, not Vienzo. Alvarez, the, the Francisco yeah, Alvarez. Alvarez. Yep, yeah, yeah, Alvarez could, could compete compete for that captain's job. Yeah, I don't think that it's not going to be a competition, Dave. And thank you for the call and your support. I appreciate you listening. I don't think that you're going to go into spring training and say definitively, well, no, these guys are staying down in the minor leagues. It'll be an open competition. However, I would be surprised if both Beatty and Alvarez were up with the Mets. I think Alvarez has a better shot. Now, remember, too, they see, this is why I feel like Alvarez is going to be down in the minors because the Mets know his catching is not there yet. He is not ready to be a big league catcher, especially when you have the staff that the Mets do with Verlander and Scherzer atop that rotation. Those guys are not going to be wanting messing around with a young, inexperienced rookie catcher who is not, you know, defense is not his strength. He's there for his bat. So that makes me think, and Epler alluded to yesterday, the Mets going out there and getting 
offensive players. They know that they're going to need to upgrade the lineup. It's not going to be heavy lifting, as you said. The heavy lifting is done. It's not going to be big, sexy, splashy names. But it'll be a bat or two that will fill out the roster and upgrade the ball club. Now, when they do that, you're automatically going to play the numbers game and say, well, this guy's not going to be on the team. This guy's not going to be on the team. Like, if they added two bats, is there going to be room for Ruff, Vogelback, Alvarez, and Beatty? The answer is no, there's not. And I, I have a hard time thinking, based off of what we saw from Beatty last year where he got hurt, I have a hard time thinking he's going to be ready, not, not because of the injury, I'm talking about major league ready, opening day. And they have Eduardo Escobar on the roster, unless for some reason they traded him and made Beatty the guy. Beatty's going to start the year in the minor leagues. Alvarez probably gets some more seasoning in the minor leagues, specifically for defense. And then, during the season, Mets are struggling. They want an upgrade catcher. They need to upgrade DH. They just want a bigger bat. Then, maybe they go with Francisco Alvarez. And have him as a either backup catcher, third string catcher, slash DH. So they will have an opportunity in the spring, but I can't imagine that either of those guys. See, it's nice to have young players contribute at the big league level. But you also don't want to force the issue. They shouldn't be learning at the big league level. On a team that won 101 games last year and should have won the division, you do not have players that learn at the big league level. You don't have managers that learn at the big league level. That's not how it should work here. This is the big leagues. Hire a real manager, which they did. Mary Buckmas. They did. They hired a real manager. Then get real players that are actually ready for the majors. The only reason why we saw Beatty... Alvarez, and even Vientos was out of desperation. Beatty, it was because of injuries to Escobar and Guillaume at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it might have been McNeil in there, too. I don't know, but it was because of injuries. Beatty got called up reluctantly, and he was okay, but you could tell he wasn't ready. And with Alvarez, it was like, geez, we need to do something. See if he could provide a spark. And it was a horrible situation to throw him into. But those guys are not ready yet. You don't have them learn at the big league level on a team that is trying to win a World Series. That's for rebuilding teams. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Remember, we get the perfect parlay coming up at 340. Right now, let's get you updated. Here's Marco Belletti. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.